Hey listener, First Encounter is an explicit podcast by grown-ups for grown-ups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Uh, here we are. Why don't we do a little recap of what we know about Advent Children? I think that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, How much have you looked up on Advent Children? I haven't looked up anything since we started First Encounter. Really? Nothing. Oh, hell yeah. So you get to participate in this too? Since we've yeah, both yeah, seen yeah. it? I mean, I've, I've seen it, I think, more recently than you and more times than you. But like also... Like, I know the whole plot. Sure, yeah. They're finding the head. Yeah. I mean, it's literally just... Where's brother? Dude, where's my car? But, dude, but, where's, yeah. where's, where's Genova's, my Genova? Where's Genova's head? Dude, where's mommy? Uh, So here's here's where we are. Yeah. 30 years later. <laughs> uh, sometime after the end of the gameplay of Final Fantasy VII. Yep. And but, also Crisis Core. And Crisis Core. And uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core uh, Last Order. Yep. Uh, but before the uh, Final Fantasy VII true ending after the credits, 500 years later, I believe is the official term. Yes. Uh, but also after On the Way to a Smile and after uh, the kids are all right. And? Uh, before Crisis. Yes. Uh, and Ever Crisis. TBD. Not sure. Uh, there's one other game. That, uh, it, remake? I guess, yeah, it is after Remake. Uh, but before, Dirge of Cerberus. Nailed it. Uh, have I named them all yet? Or am I still missing one? Uh, we got Final Fantasy X. And happening tangentially... Wait. <laughs> and happening tangentially to uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Which, which, is, which is why Leon isn't in this, uh, in this Final Fantasy movie. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> from, what I, from what I gather of Cloud and Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts, it would have to be somewhere post Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Um, we get this film, Final Fantasy VII, Advent Children. Where uh, does uh, Spirits Within fit? <laughs> Did I, have, have i ever told you that i've seen that movie and i thought it was i thought final, final fantasy, fantasy 7 was like everything when i saw that movie i thought it was like the whole series yeah so i had like vague understanding of final fantasy 7 from you when my brother had rented that movie from netflix when netflix still did the um ship to your mailbox dvds yeah, yeah. so we get this movie and I think at this point I've played Kingdom Hearts and I know about, because I think this was probably about seventh or eighth grade. And I, I've, I violently remember this. It would have been actually, it was the summer after eighth grade because I remember watching Spirits Within, trying to figure out how it fit into the little I knew about Final Fantasy VII and then asking you at school a couple months later being like, hey, I watched that Final Fantasy movie before, like... Uh, and you're like Advent Children. I was like uh, Spirits Within, and you're like, that's not no, don't watch that. <laughs> you know the thing is, I actually like that movie quite a bit. I need to rewatch it. It's been way too long, and I had no idea what what um. So going into it thinking, oh, this is a Final Fantasy movie, you're gonna have a bad time, and that's why I didn't like it in high in uh, uh, middle school. All right, watching it as just as an a standalone movie. film, it's uh yeah, pretty pretty good actually. Is it any like? How don't get too angry with it, but like, how do they try to incorporate it into Final Fantasy, or is the problem that they didn't? And well, what do you mean by Final Fantasy, right? Because there's so many right. Titles. Like the only thing I could think of, they'd be like, okay, like let's put magic and like some monsters that people recognize in here and like summons. Like, but other than that, there's not much that really ties the games together. Past like, they are JRPGs. There is usually a magic system. Sometimes there's like a class or a job system. 
Uh, I don't think that's all of them, but I think that's a good chunk of them. Uh, I, I'm going to pause this here because I think it would be fun to do like... Are we a, watching Spirits Within? No, no, no. I think it would be fun <laughs> to do a what do you know about Final Fantasy the series. Yeah, all right. Uh, that could be a fun thing. But uh, so... But Advent Children. Spirits Within. Oh, okay. <laughs> is a sci-fi movie. Yeah. And it contains um, themes about like the planet and life and that sort of thing. Right. So it's got... It's got some like theme relations to a lot of the games, but I think the reason everyone hated it was it came out like post Final Fantasy VII. Anyway, we got off on a wild tangent there, but um, it's okay. This film is not <laughs> the spirits within. This is uh, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Yeah, uh, which takes place some some amount of time after. Uh, Final Fantasy VII OG and it's, some it's a of, week later. <laughs> yeah, it could be for all I know. And some amount of time before uh, Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah. Um, I think it's been years. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know how many years. Um, and I believe it primarily deals with uh, Shinra in some form kind of coming back from the ashes and somewhat simultaneously somehow someone raising the essence of Sephiroth from the dead. Uh, and I think it has something to do with those three boys in leather on those, motorcycles. <laughs> those three blockheads. Those three blockheads, uh, Kadaj, Yuzu, and the other one that no one ever remembers the name of. Yep. Uh, Yazu, actually, I believe it's not Yuzu. We'll see. Ponzu? Scheme? <laughs> the Ponzu scheme? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the other one, uh, and I believe that each of them is like a piece of Sephiroth. Uh, like a, a, a if you broke Sephiroth into pieces, like he uh, was a fairy in Legend of Zelda. Yep. Uh, they would represent each of his Triforce pieces. Uh, his courage, his power, and his wisdom. Uh, I believe the tough... No, no, no. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's gluttony, <laughs> lust. Uh, lust, and greed. <laughs> you know, the three deadly sins. <laughs> they make up Sephiroth. Uh, I believe that uh, one of them is indicative of his strength. One of them is indicative of his uh, intelligence. And one of them is indicative of his like passion or something like that. Yeah, lust. Uh, or lust, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that those three bits, along with the head, are enough to re-raise Sephiroth and Genova and recreate Meteor, I think, and kind of get the get the plan back on track. I don't know who helps them, like start that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I assume Shinra or Hojo. Uh, honestly, probably some garbage thing Hojo left behind. Honestly, I remember that. Cloud is in this game, but looks completely different and acts very different than how people wanted him to act from what I remember. And that was another big problem with this movie back in the day. I also remember that um, the other characters are not in this movie as much as you would want them to be like any of the other party members. Like I remember even like Tifa and like Barrett having very minuscule roles in this movie because it is primarily Cloud and the um, antagonists. I also remember that um, I'm like 99% sure that President Shinra, sorry, President Rufus Shinra is not dead and he is in this movie, but he's very sick and in a wheelchair. And I remember talking in OG, like, why is he in a wheelchair? And then we saw his office get exploded with like a weapon, capital W. Yep. So, Mr. Uh, weapon. Yeah, <laughs> that's Mr. Weapon to you. <laughs> 
Actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that answers that question. But I do remember that there's a sickness that children have too, and he might have that also called like geostigmata or something like that, uh, that causes like bruises or rashes on them. Um, and they get rained on to get healed. <laughs> um, yeah, just like rashes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember Reno and Rude are guarding Rufus throughout the movie. Um, I also know that Reno and Rude and Rufus are not bad guys in this. I don't know that they're good guys. They're kind of, they seem Turk-like. They're guys. Yeah, they seem Turk-like in this. Like, Uh, they have a mission. It might be good. It might not be. They're just Turks. It seems like Reno and Rude are probably the truest characters to themselves in this and that it's whatever constitutes a paycheck is what they will do. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, which is probably the truest statement I've had in this entire intro. <laughs> um, I do know that Aerith makes a, like a, a remembrance bit. Like I think uh, it's either in the church or uh, somewhere else where Cloud goes and visits. He kind of sees like a ghosty, uh, ghostly image of her. Girl. <laughs> um, the other characters, I I think Tifa plays probably the biggest role, but it's still like not as much as I would have expected. I feel like I know that Midgar gets wrecked again uh, <laughs> by Behemoth, bah- Bahamut. I don't know why I said Behemoth. I know what it is now. Uh, I'm pretty sure they summon Bahamut or they they summon a summon, and I think it's Bahamut, but also it might be is Bahamut the dragon. Okay, so yeah, I think it's Bahamut that they summon. I don't know who summons it. Probably the three idiots or Sephiroth. Um, and like everyone else is kind of fighting that thing while Cloud fights Sephiroth. But I don't remember how Sephiroth comes to be either. I think that's everything. Oh, also nice. Vincent's in it, and there's a crystal cave. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. Did I nail it? Uh, yeah, we'll see. All right. So hopefully this should be uh, pretty fun. Um, I don't know if this is going to be broken into multiple parts. We'll, we'll have to we'll see. We'll kind of see how it all comes together. But, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a couple of episodes, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but here here we go. Do think you're... crack open those chips? Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I'm going to take a little, one more pee-pee. Yeah, I'm going to grab some bevies. And we're going to get the show on the road. Hey! Hey! What uh? What are we doing here today? Oh, baby! Uh, are we gonna talk about something? So, Hanny's been begging me begging. to get into Romani Ranch, and I said, "All right, fine. I'll just fucking knock it out in one go. No problem. Hundred percent speed run." Uh, so here we go. Fucking kill me. <laughs> I got really confused because I thought you were going to talk about Advent Children. I got really lost. So, Hanny, we got some Advent Children to talk about. Hey, Chrissy. We How just, you doing? We just, I'm fine. We need a, we need an intro for the Advent Children episode, too. Isn't that what we're doing now? I thought that intro was for today's episode. Yeah. yeah. But then I just started with Advent Children. Why are you like this, Hanny? We got I, some, we got some Advent children to talk about. I genuinely don't know why I'm like this, and I'm sorry about it. <laughs> so, Advent children, we just finished the hot new 2012 movie, Advent Children: uh, The Rise of the Sephiroth Guy. <laughs> um, we watched the complete edition. Pull yourself together, man. 
No. We got talking to do. No. This is serious business. People um, don't pay for our shenanigans. We, we watched the 2011 uh, HD remaster complete 100% uh, any run version. Extra, extra of, cream, extra sugar. Uh, of Advent Children. And uh, Is it 2011 what? or 2012? It was 2011 or 2012. I'm not sure which. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know, dude. This is your job. Your your Final Fantasy is your thing. <laughs> uh, I know the Zelda facts. <laughs> do you know? No, not really. <laughs> I'm not sure either of these games are our things anymore. No, <laughs> I think they're First Encounters property now. Uh, Sorry, Square and Nintendo. <laughs> had to learn somehow. I think we should just get it right out in the open and say that this fucking movie was one of the most enjoyable experiences I've had in a while, actually. Yeah, it uh, was a uh, definitely a peak in our journey so far, I think. I was very surprised at how much we both enjoyed this movie. I think we both thought we were going to like it more than we had in the past when we had seen it. Um, so, just quick reminder, I had seen this movie a long fucking time ago with no context um, and didn't like it because it was confusing, uh, but the action was cool. Uh, Chris had seen it a long time ago, but uh, didn't love the characterization of cloud mostly but other yeah. characters as well right or just like in general i think it was mostly cloud mostly cloud yeah. we'll get to all of that but uh we fucking had a great time watching this it was a blast to watch it had really great graphics held up well over time voice acting was really good all around really happy with it great story great characterization no no complaints no complaints um this was uh a surprise i think to both of us that we yeah. had no complaints too because it was very fucking good. It's super good, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's and, before we've read any of the like stories that go alongside it. So Yeah, and so now we have more to go back and kind of supplement with as well. Yeah. So let's start whoop, 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 way back in time to talk about some boys in leather. Yeah, your favorite subject. Usually I can't get you to shut up, but yeah. here I am letting you just go. You may remember, dear listener, that once upon a time... Maybe even the very first episode of uh, First Encounter? Yeah. There was a young lad named Hanny who had no idea what a Final Fantasy was and tried to recall the plot of Final Fantasy, but just ended up saying like four scenes that wrong. And that was pretty much the entirety of that. I believe that that film started <laughs> with a bunch of boys in leather having an Akira-style motorcycle fight. Turns out that's not correct. Kind of. So the complete edition starts with uh, Kadaj pushing a hooded figure. What's a Kadaj? Uh, yeah, we should probably... Hmm, how do we do this? So the scene opens with a silver-haired... Boy in leather. Yeah, a boy in leather. Silver-haired boy in leather. Quite hot. Quite hot. Uh, pushing a white-cloaked figure. figure. In a uh, in a wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, on like a high rise yeah it's like kind of like a skyscraper that's uh, either been destroyed or seems to be under construction again um looking out over uh the destroyed kind of ruins of midgar yeah it's revealed that the hooded figure is president rufus shinra who survived the uh blowing up of <laughs> shinra tower from weapon in uh the og and has been spending the past couple years trying to rebuild uh shinra but seemingly in a more positive way yeah kind of interesting there i suppose we're no good at facing our memories we'd rather gild the past ah, i knew it find something worthwhile among the rubble and build a future with that 
So it is Kadaj. And that's why you salvaged mother. Oh. To gild the past. Okay, so it was. What is he doing? We were trying to rid ourselves of a more immediate problem. You can't mean the stigma. But you're the ones who brought that on yourselves in the first place. I guess it's not stigmata. <laughs> well, now. I guess you really do have a short memory. <laughs> no, not me. You see, it is my choice to forget. All right. So the first uh, two minutes just exploded all over everything I just said. Um, and we are greeted with a view of Kadaj pushing Rufus through a abandoned um, construction, construction kind of zone? zone kind yeah. of thing. It looks like it's maybe in the middle of Midgar being rebuilt, if I had to guess. And they are talking about uh, why someone named Mother's been recovered. I know that that's most likely Genova, but that does poke a lot of holes in my theory about Rufus, A, being a good guy, <laughs> and B, that Kadaj and the others were just raised for some other reason. So this is concerning already. It seems like Rufus was extremely hurt in the uh, attack from weapon, which, like, duh. Um, and it seems that this uh, silver-haired figure, who I believe uh, Shinra calls Kadaj, he uh, is looking for something. Kadaj is. And he seems to think that President Shinra either knows where it is or is in possession of it. That's probably not good. What are your initial thoughts about Kadaj? I really like Kadaj. He's a fun character. Yeah. I like all three of the goons. Yeah. Uh, to be honest. Kadaj might be my favorite. I think... So we watched this in uh, English also. Yeah. So we rented it on uh, a streaming platform uh, that allows you to rent films. <laughs> Nailed I, it. I don't know why I had to say it like that. <laughs> we rented it on Amazon Prime. We don't need to name drop <laughs> that. Because uh, we support Jeff. No. <laughs> but yeah. So We rented I, this and it only had an English option. Yeah. Uh, and I really like Kadaj. And I think the voice actor for Kadaj just nails it like superb acting he's really creepy i think during this too i said his voice reminded me of benny tora from was that him we were talking about or was it no that was reno i think reno yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yes okay that makes sense yeah so kadaj's voice actor i don't know why reminds me a lot of gerard way i could see it yeah yeah um, but like really creepy, really well yeah, done. Yeah, that was a music reference, a modern music reference from your, your co-host Chris. From me, yeah. Enjoy, enjoy that one music reference that you'll get from him ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do it for you, patrons. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like superb, like all, all through the movie, excellent voice acting. I think Kadaj's is like my favorite actor. Kadaj was phenomenal. I really liked Sephiroth in this one. Sephiroth was good. Um, and I really liked Tifa. Tifa is good too, but we'll we'll get to some other characters. So this scene um appears to kind of be out of sync with the rest of the movie because we don't really know when it takes place. Um, but we find out a little bit later um what's going on here, and it makes a lot more sense. And it's actually a really really nicely done way of tying the story together. Yeah, it's also a great opening because it does make you unsure of where Shinra stands. Yeah, and you know, like you're kind of preloaded against him anyway if you're just coming hot off the game. I vaguely remembered him being a good guy in this movie. So that was kind of like I was I, I think I said something along the lines of uh, maybe I was wrong. So where do we head from uh, Rufus and Kadaj? We jump into a scene of a helicopter seemingly above the North Cave and we have Sung and Elena chit chatting and we have uh, Reno and Rude. 
Reno and Rude are are in the uh, in a helicopter over the North Crater, right? Yeah. And Elena and Sung are inside the North Crater. Yeah. And they appear to be looking for something or trying to figure out if something is there. Not really sure what. Yeah. Um, and then Sung and Elena seem to come under uh, some sort of attack. Yeah. So we get some gunshots on the radio. We get some yelling. So now we got Sung and Elena. Pay dirt. <laughs> Love Sung. Pay dirt. <laughs> is that how Sung talks? Who cares? Just get the damn thing. That's that's ah, Reno. <laughs> that's a Reno right there. It's so pretty. This is really held up. Like. It's quite nice. Yeah. I don't know how much upscaling this did too, because this is the 4K version. Uh oh. Gunshots. Oh shit. The helicopter kind of dives into the crater. Um, there's more of a commotion, and then the helicopter explodes out and just races away. And we don't really see who got out or what they took or any of that stuff. Yeah. So a little bit of some uh, some intrigue, a little mystery, if you will. Yeah, Scoob. Uh, my guess was it was Mother's Head. Mother. Just saying. <laughs> Pretty solid guess, yeah. I feel like. Everything comes around to Mother in this series. It usually does. Yeah. Um, don't love the heavy implication that Sung and Elena are murdered here. Could do without that, but, uh... I think it's how they would have wanted to go. <laughs> probably. Um, the helicopter takes off, and we get another scene shift here. And this is kind of a pan over of the city. Midgar. Midgar. Um, it's not looking so hot. It's seen better days. It's gone to seed a little bit, would to you say? To be fair, it's never looked very hot. No. Uh, a lot less plates than there once was. Less plates. Less, less, buildings, less buildings. Less people. Kind of just less. Yeah. Uh, they took a minimalistic approach after Meteor Fall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we learn, actually, that Meteor Fall is a event. Yeah. Uh, so they, they refer to Meteor Fall as the, essentially the day that... Uh, quite a bit of Midgar still got a meteor dropped on it. So, you know, yeah, it could have been better. Could have been better. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. And and this is in the form of Marlene kind of explaining like everything that happened at the end of Final Fantasy VII and kind of about what's going on with the city now. She explains a little bit more about the sickness um, that is overcoming people, if I remember right, um, and gives it a name. Which is uh, Geostigma, not Geostigmata, as I've thought for the past 10 years. But uh, hey, you gotta give me credit for being close, right? It was pretty good. It's pretty it's, good. You've been further off on other things. Yeah. 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 But yeah, she kind of recaps about like the live stream and Shinra. Hey, they suck because they're sucking it out. And there's a super cool soldier who is also very hot named Sephiroth. And he didn't like things. And, you know, you know. All, all the hot topics from the first game. That, 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 that bullshit that we've all heard before. Yeah. Because of Shinra's energy, we were able to live very comfortable lives. But wasn't that because we were taking away from the planet's life? Yeah, Marlene. <laughs> a lot of people thought so. Yeah. Genova was a calamity that fell from the sky. I think calamity that fell from the sky is still probably one of the best the fucking phrases in gaming. Yeah. Anyway, there was one soldier named Sephiroth <sighs> who was better than the rest. This is probably forever the scene that will be conjured in my mind when someone brings up Final Fantasy VII. I think the first thing I will always think of is Sephiroth in the Flames of Nibelheim. Yeah. He began to hate everything. And this is also where we kind of get the first glimpse of, A, 
uh, a new character who you've referenced quite a bit in uh, Crisis Core and OG is that boy who's sick. <laughs> this boy are sick. That boy with the rash. <laughs> this boy are sick is my new uh, my new band name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a that was a really good Final Fantasy VII OG translation joke. By the way, listeners, yeah, I get the memes. Did now. you get it? I get the memes now. Um. So we're introduced to Denzel, uh, who seems to be a friend of Marlene's. um, Uh, And he's sick. Well, Marlene. Oh, that's Marlene. How does it look? (gasps) Oh, she's like a little Aerith. She has her bow. Yeah. Fuck, that was unnecessary. Please don't take Denzel away. Denzel. That's the little boy that I've kept thinking of in Crisis Core. Also, wouldn't it be Denzel? Not Denzel. It's not your name. You can go by whatever you want. That's fair. He's sick. He has uh, geostigma. Yeah. Which seems to be like a darkish rash. Se- seems very similar to shingles, in fact, uh, <laughs> if I had to if I had to name something. What a weird uh, reference, Annie. Yeah. Just pulled it out of my head. Ah. It's <laughs> it seems to be a um, like a nervous disorder um, that affects the skin, the nervous system and the respiratory system, if I can guess. And it seems to be a death sentence. Ah, there's Cloud. I was gonna say these um the genericness of these people's faces look exactly like uh Crisis, Crisis Core. Core yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, alright, they nailed it. Yeah. Ooh, that looks a lot worse than I remember. Yeah, I don't remember the stigma being that bad. But that guy's face was definitely bleeding, right? Yeah. Woof. Oh god. Does it cause mutations? We also got some images a little later of it kind of melting off people. Yeah, it seems to um, pus. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Not idea. No. And now, kind of like shingles. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you can cut all. Oh, fuck it, whatever. I have shingles. It's fine. Chris has shingles. Chris is an old man. And so everyone in Midgar right now has shingles. <laughs> so we also get a really cool line from Marlene uh, right here that I like quite a bit. What was the line? It looks like the planet is a lot madder than we thought. That was metal, yeah. It seemed like uh, people perceive the uh, geostigma as the planet fighting back. I would be on board with that theory. I thought... I wouldn't be happy if I was the planet. No, uh, it kind of sucks. Yeah. So what did you think about geostigma at this point? What were your like theories, thoughts? My thoughts were, so that line, I was like, I don't think it's the planet. I feel like it's got something more to do with still like Genova or Sephiroth's influence, uh, like infecting the live stream, because to me, it didn't make sense for everything Aerith did when she died to result in something that would harm more people. I feel like Holy would have prevented Geostigma from happening. Okay. Um. So I was like, I don't know. There's something else here that I don't feel like it's exactly like the planet just like being like, fuck all these innocent children. Like the planet's been shown to be like kind of a almost like intelligent life form before where I just don't feel like. Well, also, we know that the weapons, capital W, are produced by the planet. No, that's fair. All right. Um, (laughs) But they only kill bad guys. (laughs) That was a big blast that hit Midgar, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's also a uh, a stigma with having geostigma where you're treated kind of like a leper yeah. or like a, you know, like a, like a, an outcast. Um, we see scenes where um, 
where people who are uh, sick with geostigma are kind of ostracized by society and like kicked, you know, out into like the, into like living alleyways and stuff. And like, people don't want to touch them or help them. And people tell their children like not to touch them and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty fucked. Um, it's not good. No, it's, uh, it's very, um, human. It's very, it's very accurate. I think to how people would react in that situation, but I don't love it still. Right. Yeah. So then we get a uh, scene of Tifa in, assumedly, a newly built Seventh Heaven. Yeah, she's bartending, and yeah. the phone's ringing off the hook, and she's just grumpy under her breath, like, you don't live here anymore. I ain't here. Um, but then she answers the phone finally, and she's like, Strife Delivery Service, which means that even though he doesn't live there, she's still, like, taking his, like, delivery orders for him and stuff. Yeah. Also, Cloud equals Kiki, confirmed? Yeah. yeah. The concentration company's main building He's not here as anymore. well as the company's Mako reactors. To prevent the onset of geostigma, the commission does advise that you stay away from these facilities and the surrounding areas. Next up, should Shinra be held financially responsible? Yes. Uh, all right, let's there, pause there, it. <laughs> there's an argument to be made. <laughs> How is that even a question? Should Shinra should be held responsible? Financially responsible. Not even like responsible at all but financially responsible yes yeah they brought the sister a there they brought the fight there and the entire reason that meteor was falling on midgar as opposed to anywhere else on the planet was because of shinra mm -hmm. so yeah uh if there's any surviving corporation or money of shinra absolutely should be immediately confiscated and given to rebuilding and treating geostigma right like i'm not insane mm -mm. okay cool uh is there anything else you want to touch on Geostigma looks way worse than I remember. I remember it just being yeah. a little rash, but uh, that guy had like formations on his skin. It was vomiting. Uh, and some what looked like mud. Yeah. And it looked vaguely like he was in the early process of transforming into a monster. Like what we've seen from the uh, the the Mako tanks at uh, the, the Nibble Reactor, Mount Nibble Reactor. Didn't love that. Um, Geostigma is a direct reaction to the live stream right it is like a contamination from the live stream is that what the radio announcer was just saying there i, I don't think we've we know what uh, okay. geostigma is yet that's it sounded like it was something to at least what the public belief is is that it's something to do with um something around facilities at shinra and touching something from the facilities of shinra so yeah the the announcer also said though that like the quantity is like safe enough yeah, but we've just At seen this people, point, but we've like, seen people wandering yeah. around. Yeah, okay. It. So, so hard to say. Marlene appears to live with Tifa, and Tifa appears to be running a bar still. Uh, also, um, Marlene seems to be wearing a little ribbon like uh, Aerith's, but also uh, Tifa appears to have a like morning ribbon on her arm that's also pink like Aerith's. Yeah, um, which is interesting. Uh, let's uh, let's press a little play. Someone looking for Cloud, I presume. Always. Oh, so he's like working out of there. Hello, Strife Delivery Service. You name it, we deliver. Except he's not there anymore. Looks like they're still running the business without him, though. May I ask who's calling? <laughs> yeah, I remember you. The image you put in my head is Tifa just taking orders for Cloud, not being able to reach Cloud, and then the bar back room is just like filling up with stuff that people are not getting. Yeah. <laughs> 
What a treat. <laughs> the Google reviews just trending down <laughs> aggressively for Strife Delivery Service. Yeah. I mean, it's called Strife Delivery Service. What do you want? You're it's having in the strife. name. <laughs> we cause you strife. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of Cloud, uh, we jump to him. He's got a sweet cycle. Yeah, he's motorbiking around. Motorbike, motorbike, bike, bike, bike. Uh, he's got a new outfit. Leather. A lot of leather this movie. Yeah. His outfit is still pretty reminiscent of a soldier uniform, though. Did you notice that? It's still, like, got the higher collar and, like, sleeveless. And it looks like it would almost be, like, a soldier outfit, but it's not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's still very reminiscent of a soldier outfit to me. Okay. I didn't yeah. really pick up on that, but... Yeah, it's it's it seems like he's comfortable in that style, but it's black instead of navy um, yeah. or purple, so we know that it's not officially licensed he also has an arm covered with yeah. like a black sleeve thing now oh that's the other thing i want to mention because we've seen pink ribbons uh wrapped around like people's arms yeah so um i Tifa think specifically we saw marlene has a ribbon in her hair in her hair i think denzel had one no not denzel i'm um, sorry someone else had one around their like neck or something but yeah there's there's all these people wearing uh these pink ribbons that are very reminiscent of ribbon uh, as in the classic item from Final Fantasy VII OG that was popularized by the titular character, Aerith. Yeah. Gainsborough. To me, I took it as the similar in a way where people wear like black armbands uh, in a period of mourning after someone dies. But knowing who Aerith was as a person, like how bright and alive she was, I can't imagine her wanting people to mourn and wear black. But a pink ribbon that signifies like you know, brightness and happiness and healthy and all that, you know, everything that's associated with pink, very Aerith, like fits exactly with what she would have, how she would want to be remembered with, uh, with, uh, with cheer yeah, instead of with, uh, with sadness. Yeah. Uh, so we have Cloud in his new outfit and he's staying next to the Buster Sword on the cliff where we left Zack in Crisis Core. And it appears that he has returned the Buster Sword here as a grave marker for Zack now that he remembers him. Very good. Oh, fuck, that's cool. It's a pretty good look. So the Buster Sword's just been getting some wear and tear and rust. Oh, fuck, he put it up on Zach's... Like a little memorial. God! You got a call from Reno. He's in Healing. Says he's got work for you. Reno's got work for Cloud? Cloud, how have you been? You have no more messages. I guess if he's a mercenary, he'll just take whatever, huh? He has a lot of skills that can be used to make a lot of money in Midgar. Murder. Murder. Some bike glasses. Ah, oh, hell yeah. What some, a cool some, guy. Some sick motorcycle. Why are Cloud and Reno talking, A? Although, I think you pointed out while we're watching, to be fair, like, Reno and Rude, when Shinra fell, when you meet them in the sewers, they're like, hey, we don't have any gripe with you. Our company doesn't exist anymore. We're clearly not getting paid. We're just going to walk right by if you don't yeah. care. Like, it's clearly a paycheck, which I oh, love. Yeah, for sure. I love that from yeah. them. It's like we work for Rufus or, well, no, because they don't even seem to care that much about Rufus. They work for Sung. And again, I don't think they, uh, no, I do, I do think I, they care about Sung. Yeah, actually. I feel a lot of loyalty to Sung or yeah. money. I think like they're all loyal to Sung. Yeah. Sung gives them money and Sung gets that money from Shinra as a, I need bodyguards. You're the only people that are left that will still do this kind of the, anything that I need yeah. because you're willing to disregard morals for money, essentially. Yeah. Um, Cause they're mercenaries, right? Like yeah. essentially they're like an organized mercenary crew. You and me, Reno mercenaries. <laughs> 
best friends. <laughs> I've got a lot of skills, you know. <laughs> murder! <laughs> just cut to Reno, just fucking silenced, murdering everyone. <laughs> like, a yeah. whole bunch of people. Man, um, this movie is one Reno really takes an uptick into... <laughs> like very good character territory i hope that in remake we get more reno because i remember reno from this movie more than i did from the og even yeah, after yeah. playing the og i still remembered reno being way more of a, a fun character yeah and i think it's just because they did so much in this movie with his little bits because he's not in the movie a ton but his yeah. little bits are so funny and so well executed that you just can't help but like love the little idiot <laughs> like he's great he's super good and rude this. rude is fucking king yeah. love rude <laughs> Uh, so Cloud takes off towards uh, some sort of place to meet Reno and et al. Uh, and he's uh, got a little motorcycle time. Yeah. Some vroom vroomies. Some vroom vroomies. Uh, do you know what the motorcycle is called? I do. It's called the Hardy Daytona. No, actually. So that's in the OG. You're right. Damn it. Oh, wait. Then hold on. Uh, so the Cloud specific bike. Yeah. Does it have a name that would be like, like not like a brand name, but like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, like Buster or something? So like I'll yeah. give you a hint wolf something probably but yeah we're getting a lot of like lone yeah. wolf motif yeah it's the fenrir fenrir oh, okay yeah that makes sense one thing that we didn't mention the other thing with uh with cloud is that there's a lot of wolf imagery in this movie um like he has a wolf earring he has a large wolf pendant which actually is funny i had attributed that logo to cloud all the way back to og mm. because it just it, it did fit weirdly but you told me while we were watching this that that was the first appearance of it was in the movie and not in the OG at all. And yeah. I had to think back and I was like, oh, yeah, or in Crisis Core, it's not in that either. Chris and I often joke about all the parallels with Majora's Mask and just yet another one of the titular character being a blonde haired uh, moody boy with uh, a troubled past and a destiny who now also is represented by a wolf, which uh, pretty sure Spirit Tracks was entirely based on being able to turn into a whole wolf. Uh, the Zelda game. Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess, yeah. Spirit Tracks is part of that series, I think, right? Oh, is it? I have no idea, honestly. I haven't played anything for Zelda newer than the remake of Link's Awakening. Wait, sorry. <laughs> that is the only one I've played that was newer than uh, Wind Waker. Okay. <laughs> yeah, is, is how that should have came out. But uh, yeah, I did actually find it interesting that yet another parallel is now they're represented by wolves. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I think Link also has a motorcycle in um, A Point in Breath of the Wild. I hope it's called Fenrir. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's vroom vrooming. Yeah. And we get the introduction to our three dum-dums. <sighs> There's the three doofuses. So we got three Sephiroths. Hey, Kadaj, is that where Big Brother lives? Yeah. Do you think he'll be glad to see us? Not a chance. Don't cry, Yazoo. Oh. But mother's with him. I have had these characters mixed up for a very long time. Don't cry, Laws. Oh. Okay. Laws. Huh. Laws, Yazoo, and Kadaj. Hold on. He's coming. And they're looking for Big Brother, who appears to be Cloud. Yeah. We see. Kadaj once more. And this is the three of them kind of watching Cloud like zoom by on a cliff. Yeah. Overlooking the it's like a very wastelandy area. Yeah. It's um if you've played Crisis Core, it's just the canyons that you've like do missions in. Yeah. Um, and we have Yazu. Yazu and uh Laz. Laz, that's right. Yeah. Uh he has like short silver hair, 
a more angular face. He's kind of a bit beefier than the other two. He's like he's he's not he's he's bigger, like he's taller and he's a little broader, but he's like jacked big. His weapon seems to be metal punches. Yeah, they're um kind of like sharpened um brass knuckles almost. Kind of. Yeah, if, like if the brass knuckle was your entire forearm. Yeah. Um I think they're typically called gauntlets in games, this kind yeah. of uh weapon. Um if you were to uh subscribe to it. So like I would lump him in with Tifa and like using the same kind of weapon, like a gauntlet or a glove or yeah. you know, usually something like that. Uh, Yazoo appears to be their sniper, our shooty boy. He seems pretty cool. I was going to say, he seems very level-headed. So Yazoo has uh, hair down to his titties. Yeah, uh, that's what we say. That's and, what we call it. Yeah. And uh, Kadaj, he uses a what appears initially to be a katana, but it has like two blades coming out. Yeah, and they're like they're placed close together. I don't know why. I know this from something, but I don't remember what. But that style of weapon was used to uh, make it so that it was impossible to stitch a wound so you would almost guaranteed bleed out, which is really fucked to see someone using that because that means that they have every intention of killing you Yeah. if they pull it on you. Yeah. <laughs> which tracks after we learn more about him. Yeah, definitely. And Kadaj seems to be the leader of this trio. Yeah, the others uh, definitely um, follow his lead. Uh, he's often in charge uh, and definitely seems to embody some sort of leadership qualities here yeah yeah it seems like these these young lads are trying to find mother and brother to have a sort of family reunion and it just seems like cloud isn't uh being as helpful as he could be in in helping them achieve their family reunion uh but that's okay that's okay because we're gonna go have a a boys and leather fight yeah and it's fucking sweet so they all careen down on their own motorcycles into the canyon Kadaj stays up, and I remember this because he summons the, oh, right. like, monsters. Yeah. These sand sand sharks. Yeah, shy haludes yeah. <laughs> from fucking Dune. Yeah. Uh, Yazoo and uh, Laws dive down in the canyon on their own motorcycles and start trying to beat the shit out of Cloud. And where's Mother? We get the iconic line from Laws of where's Mother? Yeah. And then uh, Yazoo's like, we know you have her. Um, Cloud, for his sake in this, seems super confused as to A, who these people are, B, what they want, and C, what they're talking about. Yeah. So I actually feel genuinely bad for Cloud in this <laughs> scene because it genuinely is just like, like he just gets jumped by like, two assholes in the middle of the desert who are just screaming like nonsensical obscenities at him for no reason as he's literally trying to fulfill his job as a mailman yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) like poor bastard which he's already doing a terrible job of he's been real bad not answering the phone can't do that when you're a delivery driver uh looking at you doordash people who don't complete your uh your orders you better finish it yeah Poison leather. So boy, okay, so it does open like Akira. It's just not Reno and Rude. Yeah. All right. Where's mother? Where? Where's mother? And that's the other thing I violently remember. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know you hid her, brother. Okay, so these are definitely soldiers of some sort. That opening scene of uh, the Akira motorcycle fight, boys and leather. Turns out it does happen. It's just not a uh, opening scene. Yeah. Uh, and, and and they're not uh, clowns. And they're not clowns. But other than that, it's actually very it it genuinely jokes aside. It is very Akira esque. I would I would even say inspired by could be um with the way like like some of the slides that they do with the bikes and stuff. Kadaj is talking to someone. 
on the phone right yeah yeah being a dick yeah he's yeah. getting uh, increasingly frustrated it seems yeah. like don't tell me you're leading me on because i think you do have mother there no need to shout i don't want to talk to you anymore put the president on okay so it seems like something's changed with their relationship with the president so that might have been a flashback <laughs> to the president using these idiots to find the remains to hide them. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I don't want to talk to you anymore. They're very, I think I mentioned it too, the, the way that they speak is very childish, yeah. the three, um, which is very interesting. And I want to know more about them. Yeah. If I was to have a complaint about this movie, it would be that I didn't learn everything under the sun about those three, like including their blood type and where what exact region they were born in. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll take all of that, please. So they have some uh motorcycle fisticuffs. Yeah. Um and it's looking real bad for Cloud. Cloud also has like he doesn't have the buster sword, but he has like multiple blades in he his has motorcycle. Essentially fucking omni slash in motorcycle form. Yeah. He, it, it has these compartments that like unlock on the side and just like pop the hilts out and he'll just grab swords from it. Which is pretty there's cool. There's like six in there, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I want to find his um like mechanic slash blacksmith guy. It's probably Sid, wouldn't it be? It could be. It doesn't I would seem say like... Sid probably built that. Could have. Because it oh, uh so one thing that we um maybe haven't touched on yet is that it seems like this uh kind of cloud not being present with his friends is fairly new. Yeah. Um so it has been two years since the end of uh OG. And it seems like for a time, Cloud was living happily with Tifa and Marlene and Denzel in uh, Midgar in some sort of apartment on the outskirts. Or I don't house. know how happily because we know he was staying in the church. Uh, I mean, he's fine. I wouldn't worry about him too much. He was nesting in there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know how you just uh, take Aerith's uh, ribbon and smell it while you sleep? Yeah, sometimes. I'm sure, I'm sure he's fine. I've seen you. Yeah. So Cloud's not doing so hot in this fight. Yeah. He's getting mobbed by monsters and the brothers. Brother. Uh, but then Kadaj, you see him raise his hand uh, and seem to like call off everything. Yeah. The monsters dissipate. Yeah. The brothers kind of put on the brakes and they just kind of let Cloud go. Yeah. Weird. That's that's strange. I'm sure it's not because they're going to uh, just fall back and follow him to his end point anyway, because it's actually way smarter than just attacking him. In <laughs> just open beating daylight. him up and trying to find mommy. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's fucking cool. You ever taken a gunshot wound at point blank to the face and stayed on your motorcycle? Dangerous. Do we? Are those in any of the games? Have we fought Contra dogs with... No, I don't Q-bones. remember seeing them. Ang- angry Cubones? Cubone, bone, bone. Whack, whack, whack. <laughs> hmm. So they appear to be a summon of some sort. Little weenie summons. All right. All right, so we got some some talking to do. Some some conjecture to get through. So we got some boys in leather. We got boys in leather. Uh, we got three three morons. Uh, Kadaj appears to be the leader, uh, which I remembered. Yep. Yazu is not the the bigger one, the beefy boy, but is in fact the uh, the crybaby. The crybaby. For some reason, I remember the big guy being the crybaby, but I think it's because I like it in my head. The big guy is the crybaby. Yeah. Yeah. But his name's Yazu, not Laz. Laz is the big guy. Right. The big guy is the crybaby. Well, he, he yes. Did I say that? Yeah. All right. I fucked it up. Ah, shit. Um, but it seemed like two of them were crying. <laughs> well, no. The, so it was it's weird because the big guy Laws said to 
Yazoo, don't cry. Yeah, and then he's the one who cried. Okay, all right, that's what fucked me up. Yeah, it was a little weird. All right. Um. So at the end of uh, Crisis Core, <laughs> everyone comes together. Um. At the end of Crisis Core, you had mentioned because somebody grabs Genesis. Yeah. And spirits him away. Yeah. This is my favorite Miyazaki movie. Yeah. Advent Children. Yeah. 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 Uh, you thought that Genesis could be one of the whatever these folk are. They seem to be Sephiroth copies, if I had to guess. Mm. Uh, copies being the uh, the cloned technology, kind of like monster esque versions that we see of like Genesis and Crisis Core, yeah. where they're like slightly different. But we know that Sephiroth was the only like unadulterated one left because they were looking for the S cells, um, which means that he hadn't been like copied or something. I think if I remember right from Crisis Core. But it seems like they might have, for some reason, copied or made made some sort of Sephiroth monsters yeah. out of uh, out of maybe Genesis and some other bits and bods they found <laughs> lying around. Whatever's in the old sewing basket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever Hojo's got in his yeah. basement. Oh God, Hojo's alive, isn't he? I'm gonna be so upset. <laughs> uh, so that's that's interesting with these doofuses. Yeah. What? So they appear to have had a relationship with. President Shinra, Kadaj did at least, that seemed to be friendly and appears to not be friendly anymore because uh, they have now fought Cloud and where Kadaj was screaming at Reno over the phone to put the president on because he didn't want to talk to him anymore. Uh, and they appear to be finding or looking for mother. And we assume that that is Genova's head because I think her body doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So they seem to be looking for mother. Yeah. Uh, and they keep calling Cloud brother. Don't love that. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, I assume that's because Genova is all mothers. All uh, mother. Is that's ever... what they call Genova, the all mother. The all mother. <laughs> um, I assume it's because uh, Cloud does have Genova cells in him. Yeah. Um, so I assume that that's why they refer to him as brother, big brother. Big brother. Uh, and I would assume big brother because he's probably biological and they are probably uh, genetically created to be, be like like they seem very childish and like young do you like the way they talk like i don't want to talk to you anymore yeah or like the being like crybabies or like kind of being bullies like they seem like children in grown-ups bodies yeah 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 a little bit oh love it what up boo is barrett i am the man oil cloud i just found the biggest damn oil field you ever seen uh, he's an oil rig driller now be able to get out there and see marlene soon you let her know all right I, is that okay i kind of hate that honestly I mean, I guess it's better than souls. Yeah. Reno called again. He says to hurry. And he sounded kind of strange. Be careful, okay? We find out that Barrett's been drilling for oil, and that's why Marlene is with Tifa. The irony of him being an eco-terrorist in OG in-game, and then, like, the minute that he discovers oil becomes an oil baron is so strange to me. Like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. So we see cloud pull up to what I was referring to as the spiritual retreat, which is like a, a weird, it's like a weird spiritual retreat. I mean, I don't know how yeah, like that's it. all you can say. Yeah. yeah. But it's um kind of elevated on some cliffs. They got a nice little um, stairway up to it. Very chill place. Uh, Cloud Parks strides up. Is this strikes up? Strikes up. Um, <laughs> is Reno outside? 
Or is uh, he inside initially? He's outside, if no, I remember. No, no. He's inside because he swings at Cloud. Oh, right? yeah. He attacks Cloud when Cloud opens the door. So Cloud walks up the stairs, uh, opens the door, doesn't break stride. As he comes in the room, Reno is already mid swing. Like swinging a baton at him. Yeah. And Cloud just like steps to the side, like kicks him out the door and yeah. just locks the door behind him. And then Reno's just outside, like banging on the door the rest of the Come on, scene. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me in. A little spiritual retreat here. Heal and lodge. I need healing. <laughs> heels. Need heels. I remember this scene too, and I mixed it up with the um, him fighting the boys in leather. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're good. <laughs> Get fucked, Reno. Rude. Rude boy, boy. Yeah, rude. Looking sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Just through the fucking window. <laughs> we see cloaked figure who we know to be rufus uh sitting in the wheelchair in the room and we also have rude, rude who's pulling on his gloves about to about to beat beat cloud and about to start blasting yeah with fist blasting yeah uh and cloud just like levels his sword directly at his throat and yeah it's like i'm good and i'm pretty sure rufus is like all right that's enough yeah, like that's, both that's of you just stop it. calm down my favorite part is that no one lets Reno in this entire time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Reno, this entire scene is just like banging on the door and like responding to what people say from outside but the no window. no one's paying him any mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's really good. It's real good. So we have a chit chat between Rufus and Cloud. We need your assistance, Cloud. Not interested. I acknowledge that Shinra owes the planet a lot. All right. That's a good start. It goes without saying that my company and I are the ones who put the world in the sorry state it's in. Okay. Therefore, it's our responsibility to set things right. Loving this Rufus so far. I'm still out here. Also really loving step, Reno. <laughs> we have commenced an investigation in Sephiroth's wake. It's been two years. Now that the world is on its feet again. Is it? What poses oh. the greatest threat? Geostigma. And we have reason to think Sephiroth is the one responsible. Rufus kind of tells Cloud what he's been doing. He feels extremely guilty over all the harm that Shinra caused the planet and what happened with Midgar. And he's trying to use what's left of his money and power to make it right, supposedly. So he, uh, with the Turks, has been trying to find any remnants of Genova and Sephiroth and lock them away to keep them safe. Uh, also like help rebuild Midgar. Yeah. He also explains to Cloud that the three kids who attacked him are uh, remnants. Yeah. Do we get that here? I feel like we do. Uh, th this is going to be kind of all over the place because the movie itself transitions between scenes of like different time Timing, periods. Yeah. So yeah. You know. Um, we do get a fun thing here where we'll fix it in post. Yeah. Sure. Where Rufus is like trying to explain to Cloud how he got out of the tower. And Cloud's like, I don't, I don't fucking I don't care. care. Shut up. Yeah. I'm, I'm out of here. I, it, it struck me very funny as one of those, um, like, like there's a whole season of Red Dwarf that's just missing. It's one of my favorite British comedies, uh, where there's just no season nine. It just never, never happened. So they had fucked up in production when they came back and called it season 10. And instead of renaming it, they just went back with a, there's no one knows how season eight ended because it or like how it got resolved because it ends on a world ending cliffhanger. Mm. And then in season nine they're, or in season 10, they're just fine. <laughs> That's very and then good. Anytime anyone brings it up, they just yell like, shut up. <laughs> like, we can't talk about that or something like that is really funny. I like that. a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. listen, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Don't ask us. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I, it's also very fun that they're like trying to tell us and cloud's like no fuck yeah. off <laughs> just getting cock blocked by the titular character yeah yeah the day of the explosion. What do you want from me? I managed to get up. Who were the guys that attacked me? Before it comes. I'm leaving. What piques Cloud's interest? He's about to like walk out and just ditch everyone. But this is where Rena, uh, Rufus starts talking about Shinra. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you know, we've been on the path to rebuilding, but we got this problem. I don't know if you noticed, but Geostigma seems to be not great. Yeah. And I suspect it's got something to do with Sephiroth. Cloud's like, I thought it was like Mako poisoning or something. Yeah, like and, Sephiroth died. Yeah, and Shinra's like, yeah, that's kind of what they say, but nah, not really. Not really, dog. Like, we've had Mako forever. Yeah, like, this is fine. the first time this has appeared. Yeah. We got an idea of how long... 40 years. 40 years since yep. they've been... 40 um, years uh, was when his father started the company and when they the first Mako was uh, mined, I think is what he says. It's such a short period of time. I mean, if you look into like the period of time where electricity was first created by or like was first harnessed by humans too, like the rapid development that happened. That's true. And that's in that short time. And like, I guess yeah. in OG, people are saying like, man, Mako's really turned stuff around for us. Or yeah. Not, not Mako, but. Yeah. Shinra and electric power and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that tracks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rufus kind of mentions like, hey, you know, what if. Uh, what if Sephiroth's will kind of got stuck in a little bit in the life stream? And now his will is poisoning people. Yeah. Have you Think that's considered okay? that? What about that? Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and he says something here that also puts you off from trusting Rufus a bit, where he's like, we went to the North Crater to see if we could like find anything, see what's going on. Nothing. Yep. Didn't, didn't get it's anything. All, all good. It's, it's all, all good. It's all cool. It's all safe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which... Immediately, we know from the opening scene, complete lie. Yeah. We went to look for traces of Sephiroth. Do you know where? Yep, at the Northern Cave. <laughs> and what do you think we found? Genova. Relax. We didn't find anything. However, not all went as planned. We were interrupted. Why do you think he was lying there? Do you think he didn't want Cloud to know that they had it? Or do you think he didn't want anyone to know that they had it? And it was more of a, like, not a distrust of Cloud, more of a distrust of general populace. I I think it's the second one, but it's still weird. Like, if he's going to ask he had anyone for help, it would fear. be Cloud. Yeah. My other thought is if he had fear that Cloud and Sephiroth still have some sort of connection. Because Rufus would know probably a lot about all that stuff, I would assume. Uh, maybe. Well, because he, he knew Hojo and stuff, and he was the running the company. Yeah, but if I knew oh, Hojo, I wouldn't try and get too close to him. Also, either. yeah, he probably smells bad. Yeah, yeah. just be like, you, you do your stuff, and yeah, I don't need to hear about any of it. I added a Hojo emoji to Discord. I saw that. Uh, yeah, that's my contribution to society. Yeah. I'm going to add more. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that was kind of sus. Yeah. Don't know what that's about. But we did get some confirmation here that when they were investigating like at the North Crater to see if they could find anything, they did run into the three goons. Yeah. Um, which drove them off. Yeah. So now we know that everyone's looking for Mother, which that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. I like Mother. You must want to learn all you can about the stigma. Naturally, for the sake of those orphans you live with. Okay, Rufus is losing ground. <laughs> Surely you long to see the smiles return to their faces. They're on the way to a smile. All we want in the end 
is to rebuild our world, Cloud. But I... Come on, Cloud. Think about it. Together we could rebuild Shinra. <laughs> nice Reno. One. Nice one, Reno. But yeah, I was like, Reno. He, he was literally interested until you said that. Reno. <laughs> Do you see Rude? Yeah. Reno. Reno. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the First Encounter podcast. If you want the journey to continue, tell one other Final Fantasy VII lover you know about the show. Find our socials and contact info at firstencounterpodcast.com. Please stop by and say hey. Our intro and outro music is by Alden Zach.